Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Wow. What a show we've had so far, Wes. We're going to have Brian McFadden, who I was just texting with, telling him what a wild show this has been. He's going to be on with us later on this hour. I don't know what to make of it. We're getting all kinds of hypotheses here on Tom Brady, whether or not this is because he wants to put out the hype video, whether or not the agent is now saying he's got to come back because everybody else is telling him he's got to retire. Who knows what might happen in the next hour? But as of right now, we just don't know. Wes, what we do know is we've got odds for the Super Bowl MVP. And this is where you can still get some plus money on, say, Patrick Mahomes. Because if you believe that the Chiefs are going to win, they're going to be the favorite no matter who they play in the Super Bowl, be it the Niners or the Rams. So when you look at Patrick Mahomes at plus 80, uh, plus 180, normally, Wes, you don't want to play the favorite, right? You want to look for the better value, Matty Stafford at plus 300, Jimmy G at plus 650, right? Or you want to go non-quarterback there. By the way, Burrow's 10 to 1, which is stunning to me if they could pull the upset. Cooper Cup is actually ahead of Joe Burrow on that list of plus 900. But it does feel like if you want to play the chalk here, Mahomes at plus value, get it while you can. Because that goes away if they beat the Bengals tomorrow. Yeah, no question about it. This is the best number you're going to get on Mahomes there at plus 180. But I think the value players are going to look a little bit down the board, and it's going to depend on who's going to get in this game. The quarterbacks are always going to be the shortest prices. Cooper Cup now, the word is out. The fact that he is 9-1, to that's less than, of course, Joe Burrow. It's usually the quarterbacks, 1, 2, 3, 4. But just looking a little bit down the board, you know, that's where you look at maybe the Tyreek Hills or the Travis Kelly. LCs at 20 to 1, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, because I think, and it's not necessarily that it was untrue based on last week, but of course, the big narrative in the sport media this week was like, they're not winning because of Jimmy G. They're kind of winning in spite of him, and the numbers would kind of bear that out. So, who is going to get credit for that if that pattern, in fact, continues? It's going to be somebody like Debo Samuel. It's going to be somebody like George Kittle. It's going to be somebody like Elijah Mitchell. Whereas the main two top quarterbacks, uh, discluding Burrow, because he's obviously never been on that big of a stage, at least in the NFL, but you know, Mahomes and Stafford, those quarterbacks are going to get the benefit of the doubt, and the other two guys really are not as of yet. You know, it's funny, Wes, because when I look at this, and you're really good at extrapolating these numbers, so you look at Joey B at 10-1, to and you go, all right, well, if they if they win two more games, 
Joe Burrow is more than likely going to be the MVP. But you just do the mm-hmm. math here. They're a, a big underdog tomorrow in Kansas City. More than likely, they'll be, I would assume, an underdog, certainly to the Rams. Niners could be more intriguing here. Could you get better value at just betting the Bengals to win the Super Bowl instead of Joey B, Super Bowl MVP at 10 to 1? Or do you think those numbers come up a little bit short to get that mathematical equation? Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking for the futures numbers pending. I don't know if there's a 10 to 1 out there on Cincinnati as a team as of right now. So there is the thought to say, okay, well, if Joe Burrow and Cincinnati makes the Super Bowl, okay, 8 to 1. There is the possibility if he makes the Super Bowl, look, He's going to win the MVP if the Bengals win the Super yes. Bowl. I know Jamar Chase has had a fantastic rookie season, but it is going to be Joe Burrow to be the you know the first one to bring a Vince Lombardi trophy to Cincinnati. None of those other quarterbacks of the past did that. Uh, Ken Anderson didn't do that. Boomer Esiason didn't do that. Carson Palmer didn't do that. Jeff Blake didn't do that. So if he's going to be the guy that's going to do it, then you got to think that he is going to win the MVP no matter what his stats are end up being should he reach the Super Bowl. You know, and I know that you've got a ticket on the Rams to go ahead and win the Super Bowl. You're sitting pretty with that in pocket. But the team that I actually think would give the Chiefs, if it is the Chiefs, a better Super Bowl is the Niners. From what we saw just two years ago in a game, they arguably should have won that they were dominating for three and a half quarters until we saw that that miraculous comeback by uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and company. So I look at the biggest liabilities remaining here. And Debo Samuel is the number one liability here for the books, okay? And he is 20 to 1 to win the MVP. Jimmy G, as we mentioned, plus 650. Would it be worth a flyer for Debo at 20 to 1, Wes, if you extrapolate how does San Francisco get to the finish line, that they're probably still going to have a maybe an implicit bias that it's not because of Jimmy G and it is because of somebody like Debo Samuel? Would that be a good flyer to take if you really think the Niners can do this? Well, yeah, I think if you're looking at value, I mean, you're just not going to get as much on the quarterbacks if you're looking for kind of a big score here. That obviously is not coming from the quarterback position. And to your point about, like, uh, you know, how these teams match up, of course, they matched up in the Super Bowl. But remember that that game, I believe it was a Monday night game three years ago, November 19, 2018. Remember that stupid game between the Chiefs and the Rams where it was 54 to 51 Rams? Oh, yeah. You know, highest scoring game we had seen in so many years so you know that could be an interesting matchup as well obviously if it's those two the Bengals arguably the the least sexy matchup because they haven't been there in 30 plus years so you know it'll be great in uh, in uh, you know southern and southwest Ohio and in that in the Midwest but maybe not so much nationally from a TV rating standpoint but to your point I do think that's the way you got to go if you're going to bet MVP. You got to go with the Debo Samuel. You got to go with the George Kittle, perhaps an Elijah Mitchell. This could be the time where it's like, okay, that's who it's going to get rewarded. However, if you look at this, Jimmy G, his replacement got drafted number three in the draft this year. So we know the media loves a story. That's where their most bias is, is toward the big story, as we've seen, obviously, through the developments over the last couple hours down there in Tampa with mm-hmm. Tom Brady. And here you got a Jimmy G that they're basically, you know, almost kind of kicking out the door because you, when you draft a guy number three in the draft to play quarterback, you're not drafting him to sit and learn and develop him. You're developing him 
to play right away. So you got a Jimmy G still got one year left on his deal, but everybody kind of thinks, well, he's going to be traded here. You know, he's not a free agent, so he can't just go wherever he wants to go, but maybe we want to move forward a little bit with Trey Lance. So maybe the media does kind of like that story about, Oh, you know, here's a guy getting kicked out the door and he wins a ring. I mean, we remember that story uh, with with Nick Foles when he took over when he was the backup for Carson Wentz. That's right. And he took over and it was Nick Foles, you know, getting the MVP. So the media, they do like stories and they do like a little soap opera and intrigue aspect of this. So I don't want to totally poo-poo Jimmy Garoppolo's chances as of yet. Yeah, you're right with the Nick Foles comparison uh, outdoing Tom Brady in that epic Super Bowl. And again, I go back to Trent Dilfer after winning a Super Bowl with the Ravens. And then he was shown the door the next year for Elvis Gerback. That didn't work out very well for the Ravens. Uh, to the point about Jamar Chase, and again, I know a lot of people listening and watching are probably going, wait, wait, it's just one game, guys, right? It's not the whole playoffs mm-hmm. in totality. But I do think there are some biases that come in there that they go, all right, look, if the Bengals win, it's got to be Joey B. Let's say Jamar Chase has a – let's say Jamar Chase – and Joe Burrow had the same exact game they had against the Chiefs the first time around, but they do that to either the Niners or the Rams, where, where Chase is just unbelievable. But Burrow then, because of Chase, throws for 446 and, you know, four or five touchdowns, some ridiculous performance. Would they give it to Chase, or would they still give it to Joey B? They could give it to Chase, depending on, you know, what kind of performance it's going to be. If he does like a, like Gabriel Davis did last week, albeit in defeat for the Buffalo Bills, Great where he got comparison. the Bundy, four touchdowns in one game, you know, then maybe, but, but still, if you remember, it was Josh Allen that was the story. It was how great Josh Allen was right. and not what Gabriel Davis necessarily did. So when you're a receiver, it is a little bit hard. Uh, now with Chase, he's the clear number one receiver. He's not like Davis, who is the clear number two and number three guy for Buffalo, but it is a little bit tougher for wide receivers. I think to win these, to win these MVPs, I think Edelman got it a couple, a few years ago, just because there wasn't a lot of offense in that game. And it's like, well, he made all the catches and he moved the chains and we've given it to Brady so many times. Maybe it's time for somebody new, but I don't think obviously that applies here because everybody's going to be new from the Cincinnati side. If they go ahead and reach the Super Bowl. Yeah. Jamar Chase is 40 to one to be the Super Bowl MVP. And I'm an old guy, Wes. I go back to that, the, the first of the three Cowboys runs in the early 90s. Troy Aikman was given the first Super Bowl MVP when they beat the Buffalo Bills 52-17. And if you go back and, and really look at that game, Michael Irvin was the guy that had the huge first half that the Bills could not account mm-hmm. for that made that game a blowout. Yet Michael Irvin didn't win MVP because, to your point, it's so hard for the receiver to get the shine over the quarterback unless the quarterback just can't find anybody else and it's all that one receiver. So that's where the scenarios are really tough. But Debo could do it in different ways if you look at Debo as a receiver, but he's also a running back and really the guide of that offense. So maybe a 20 to 1, he'd be a, a better long shot than, say, a, a, a Jamar Chase. Defensive player, very quickly, Aaron Donald is 35 to 1. He would have to have, which Aaron Donald can do, a completely Aaron Donald dominant performance to get another defensive player. What I believe since Larry Brown to win the MVP as a defensive player. Yeah. And, and, and he would be the guy certainly if you go defensively, but if I, if I'm looking at the Rams and the Cooper cup, uh, 
price has obviously been cut because he was kind of up there with Debo and Kelsey and those guys at 20 to 1. I think if the Rams win the Super Bowl, it is going to Matthew Stafford because, like I said, in terms of story, ah. this is a guy that was the number one pick in the NFL draft out of Georgia, you know, over 12 years ago and has been branded a loser his whole career because he did a lot of losing up there in Detroit. Now he's in Los Angeles and now he's got a good team around him. So I think this could be kind of a little bit of lifetime achievement award, yeah. if you will. Susan that, Lucci. You know, this is a guy that finally, you know, wins the big one. Everybody said he couldn't win the big one. So, you know, middle finger in the air here. Look at me now as he kind of did last week in that game against Tampa Bay. So I think if the Rams win the Super Bowl, I can't see it going to anybody but Stafford. I know you know this stuff. Did Susan Lucci ever win an Emmy or an Oscar or whatever the hell they get? She did win a daytime Emmy after 17 times. You could tell I watched. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to give you some Super Bowl exactness. Come on back. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. Like, you know, who's really good? Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could. maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. With a big game right around the corner, it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. He is at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook. And let's get into some exactas here because I know a lot of people, like you like to say, Wes, and I love it, they've already got the Monday paper they already know Monday's headlines today before we play the games on Sunday. So if you are confident that you know 
how this is going to play out, step right up. If you like the Chiefs against the Rams, okay, and we're just going to give you the matchups first. Not who's going to win the Super Bowl, but who will be in the Super Bowl. If you like the Chiefs just to play the Rams, the two favorites, minus 105. You can understand that. Chiefs against the Niners, plus 230. Now you want to get crazy. You like the Bengals. You like them against the Rams, plus 475, or the Bengals against the Niners, plus 875. Wes, I think you and I look at it, you never say never in what we do. But we we see Mm -hmm. more pathways to victory for the Chiefs. So if you had them on one side of the ledger, would you take the longer odds at plus 230 against the Niners or play the chalk at minus 105 with the Rams? Yeah, and this is also where when you get into these type of like, uh, you know, what I would call like gimmicky props, obviously, to generate betting Mm -hmm. handle, uh, whether it's at BetMGM or somewhere else, this is where you got to do the math a little bit because essentially what you're doing, it's a different way to really bet a money line parlay. That's right. At this standpoint, you know, to go ahead and uh, look and really you want to calculate the math and obviously shop around. We recommend multiple outs as always to try to get the best number, but but like, let's say I'm uh, I'm here at BetMGM and the Rams are minus 175, and then the Kansas City Chiefs are minus 350, and you're betting $100 on this. You're essentially getting plus 102 because I'm taking the current money line prices, and I'll reset that again for the viewers and listeners. Rams minus $1.75 parlayed with the Kansas City Chiefs at minus 350, and you're betting $100 on this money line parlay, so you're getting plus 102 right. instead of the plus 105. And I know, you know, if you're a smaller better, you know, a couple cents here and there is not going to make a bit of difference. But, you know, if you're betting like a dime on this game, you're betting a thousand dollars on this game or you're betting ten thousand on a money line parlay this money makes all the difference in the world so that's basically what they're doing here now with these super bowl exactas especially when you have four teams now these got offered earlier in the playoffs when there were still eight teams left in wild card weekend and then of course or rather divisional playoff weekend and then wild card weekend when there were still 14 teams so you obviously could get better numbers the best number you're going to get is just inside nine to one with uh, the uh, Bengals and the 49ers. So let me go ahead and uh, type this in on the Bengals and the 49ers. So you're basically basically getting at BetMGM, you are getting plus 275 on the Cincinnati Bengals on the money line. And then I believe plus 145 is the take back as I try to type it in here on my phone. Plus 145, so you just do the math there and calculate what that parlay is going to be. 818.75 on a $100 wager. So you're actually getting a better value on the exacta mm. at BetMGM than you are really on the money line parlay. So if you're going to do this, obviously just shop around for the best number. It's like, I'd rather get plus 875 than plus 820. You know, people say, what's the difference? Well, sometimes that's a difference with such razor thin margins in terms of being profitable and not being profitable. So what you're essentially doing here, just to reset it, you're essentially betting a money line parlay so go ahead and calculate the money line parlay and by the way you can get a nice little parlay calculator if you go to vsin.com and look under menu i believe it's under the uh, betting resources tab you can find this parlay calculator if you want to go ahead and tally that up that way Wes, you went to indiana right yes so did you get straight a's when it came to math because that's amazing to me like 
that like if you're going to take this seriously, right? And this is what we're encouraging our viewers and our listeners to do. That is the exercise that you just walk them down to be profitable. I mean, like I know people go, man, that's a lot of work just to get. Well, yeah, you're trying to maximize profit, and you just mm-hmm. gave them a way. You just gave them a mathematical way. Instead of betting a money line parlay, you would take this prop at minus one hundred five for the Chiefs and the Rams. It's just more profitable. Well, uh, the. Yeah, it was like plus 102 if you went the money line parlay. But with that Bengals 49ers, right. when I calculated the money line parlay here at BetMGM, it was like plus 818.75 on a $100 wager. And this is 875. So obviously, well, I'm going to go ahead and take the exact if I'm getting, you know, half unit the best of it here, you know, $57 better, then you're going to try to take that. Uh, you uh, overestimate my math skills, by the way, Dave. I, I did make it to AP calculus in my <laughs> Jesuit high school in Indianapolis, but I I was in the dummy calculus. Stop I was it. in AP calculus one, too. I was not in three, four with the people that were going to go on and be like engineers and, you know, astronauts and, you know, the, the real, the real smart kids. Like I was, I was the, I felt like the underachiever at my Jesuit high school this, when it came to math. This won't be a surprise to you, but I never sniffed an AP class. Let's get to who we actually think might win this thing here, Wes, because again, this is when you're really going to get some, some, some pretty good plus numbers, right? So, again, the favorites, if you think the favorites hold all the way through and the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl against the Rams, the favorite team in the NFC, that's plus 240. If you like the Rams to pull the upset as the co-favorites here from the NFC and the AFC to beat the Chiefs, that's plus 325. Now, I already mentioned that I just think that the Chiefs and the Niners in a rematch from a couple years ago could be a very intriguing rematch. If you think the Chiefs do it again, Man, plus 400, not so bad. If you think the Niners could flip that script this time around, plus 700. And then here we come with the long shots that all involve the Bengals on the right side of this ledger. To win or lose, if you just think the Bengals can get there. So I wonder if you really think the Bengals, and you're a Bengal backer out there, would you take them, Wes, in some of these scenarios to say, all right, I don't need them to win maybe everything, but at least get there, and I get really good plus money either way as long as they can pull the big upset tomorrow in Arrowhead. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, this is where you kind of get into some sentimental betting because, look, uh, we don't recommend you doing that, but we know all be- you know betters, uh, you know, as this gets legal, they do bet sentimental bets, and you know, and if you do that, obviously, do that in small increments. But I think uh, maybe some people are going to go back to Super Bowl twenty-three, and that was Bengals against 49ers, oh, the yeah. game where we saw John Candy on the sideline that we were referencing earlier down there in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. That time around it was it was 49ers over the Bengals which you can get if you think history is going to repeat itself at 14 to 1 but you're going to have people I think in southwest Ohio that maybe got some friends at Indiana where they can get that BetMGM app and whatnot and going to go ahead and say yeah 20 to 1 we're going to pay them back man this is a 33 year revenge angle (laughs) the Bengals over the 49ers that we've been waiting for so they're going to pay them back and I'm going to take 20 to 1 and you know put 50 bucks bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever they put on it. So that I, people like to bet this stuff sentimentally. And look, this is smart by bet MGM. Yes. You want to have people getting involved in kind of creative ways that may not do side or total or teasers or any kind of derivative betting, like a first half or a second half. So it's a creative way to like get involved, but 
in terms of what I think is going to happen, I think the Rams are good. I think it's going to be Rams and Chiefs, and that's obviously the chalky thing. You can either 240 if you like Kansas City, three and a quarter if you like the Rams. That's what I think it's going to be. I do think both favorites are going to win the game. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to cover. I, right. I kind of lean Rams are going to cover, but as I mentioned earlier, I think I'm hedging I'm hedging with the 49ers yeah. on the money line just because I have that Super Bowl. I mean, there is no true opinion on this game because sometimes, you know, we're kind of tempted where it's like, okay, we got to have a take or we got to have an opinion on every game. Sometimes you don't have an opinion. Sometimes you have no idea. You don't have to bet every game. They got to put every game in every single situation and angle and prop market up. You don't have to necessarily order from that menu. So that's something I always warn the bettors out there. But I do think it's going to be Rams Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And I think what you're doing there by telling people you've got the ticket for the Rams to win the Super Bowl, but you're going to make the hedge and the money line for the Niners because you're trying to make profit. So you've just locked in profit mm-hmm. with a good smart well, wager from a long time ago. And again, that's what that's, we're trying to do is educate the, the viewer. You don't have to stay on the side. Make sure you make a profit. That's the end, 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 end game here, right, Wes? And that's what I did. And it wasn't like a huge profit. It's not going to make or break me. But that's what I did last week in the AFC. I had a Bill Super Bowl. But I was like, you know what? I kind of like the Chiefs here. So I'm going to lay that small money line, you know, $1.25, $1.30, and get out of it. And I'm glad I did because I at least took something from it. It wasn't a big score, but it had a plus on the ledger. And that's all we're looking for. And again, those Bengal fans, if you're old like me, you remember the first Bengals and Niners Super Bowl back at the Pontiac in Detroit, Michigan. Michigan, which I still believe is the highest and the most watched Super Bowl of all time. I am old. Ken Anderson was a quarterback that day for the Bengals, and they still didn't beat the Niners. Come on back. Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl champion, next on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows. Download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, Long Shots, First Strike, many, many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. David Ross alongside West Reynolds. This is Betting Across America right here on Visa. I'm here at Circuit Sportsbook in Las Vegas. West Reynolds is joining us today over at Mandalay Bay. And Wes, I always love having two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden join us here in the program. Follow him on Twitter as I do at BMAC underscore sports talk. Always a pleasure to have BMAC on the program. And Brian, we've known each other a long time, right? And you know me, I don't retire athletes. But would you like to confirm or deny the rumor that Big Ben is coming back too? What's going on? This is a crazy day. <laughs> That's one thing I know for sure. Big Ben is not coming back. He's not coming That's back. That's not happening. You probably have a better chance than me. You, you probably have a better chance than me returning than, than seven. Uh, we were, yeah, we were it's, trying it's, to it's get, you, get you an extra year of checks, Brian, <laughs> and have you an announcer here on VSEN exclusively and, and, that you are returning to the National Football League. Everybody's coming back. And I'm okay in getting an extra year of some NFL <laughs> checks, even if it's the bare minimum. But my body is telling me, no, nah, my body's not okay with that thought. Well, my mind would be okay, but from the physical standpoint, no, nah, 
Hey, Mac, you know how this works, right? Again, we're all kidding aside, we'll get to Ben in a second here with the, the news of Tom Brady. We've been tweeting about and texting back and forth. It's been a crazy day, obviously, in the National Football League. You know that this give and take works with the media and certainly with the players themselves. Is there anything you can glean from what you're seeing today from Tom? Because I was surprised to hear the initial reports based on what he said after the game, after the Rams game. And look, guys, I'm not even thinking anything past five minutes of this game. Still at a very high level, Tom Brady's performing at. What do you make of what you've seen today? And is there any way you can lean what you think actually might happen with Tom Brady? I was surprised because, it, I mean, he he hasn't been out of the out of the postseason for a full week. They lost last Sunday. Today is Saturday. And making that statement so fast was a surprise to me. And I even go back to a year ago with, with Drew Brees. When Drew Brees lost in the playoffs in January, he didn't make his announcement until March. Mm. And most times guys that are still really considering that they want to continue to play, they take time. And for Tom Brady to make allegedly allow this news to uh, leak not even a week from his last ball game was surprising. I do believe he he will retire, but I think Tom Brady wants to do it on his own terms. He wants to be the one to release this information so he can he can have his whole you know dramatic exit out of the NFL. You remember what happened when he let let it be known that he was leaving the Patriots. Oh, he yeah. had that whole walking out of the locker room. I think walking out of the stadium. Uh, he had a nice presentation with his exit leaving the New England Patriots organization. I think he wanted to be able to, he wants to be able to do it his own way instead of having reports come from other reporters that are not, you know, necessarily tied to him. BMAC, uh, Dave and I were talking about that earlier and that Tom Brady is one of the few guys that maybe can go out on his own terms. And you know this very well. You retire from the game or the game kind of retires you. And most of the players in this league absolutely fall in that category. Uh, no doubt. And Tom is a rare situation. He's a rare player. I mean, at his age, what, 44, he's still playing at a high level. And one would think if he wanted to return for another season, you still would have him in that top five category when you look at the top five quarterbacks in the National Football League for this upcoming season. Uh, he's a championship player. He hasn't declined at all. And that's why if he wanted to return, you're okay with that because he hasn't shown any defect in his ball game. Remember Peyton Manning's last year mm. with the Broncos. Peyton was already out. His body could not, mm -hmm. it wasn't doing what, it, what we've grown accustomed to seeing from Peyton Manning. Tom Brady threw for what, 5,000 yards this Led the year. league. Tom Brady could easily win the MVP this season. It's between Tom and Aaron Rodgers. So usually you, you see guys still go at it when they know they can still play at a high level and compete for a championship. We're talking with uh, two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden. Check out his podcast. It's fantastic. All things covered with he and Patrick Peterson. Uh, BMAC, let's get to your former quarterback that helped you get a couple of those rings down there in Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger. He has officially retired I want to get your thoughts on Ben and where the organization goes from here. And we also saw that the GM is stepping down as well. So there's a lot of chains coming in, in, in change coming here in the Steel City. But first, what was it like playing with Ben on those rides to those Super Bowls? Yo, Dave, he was our version of John Elway. Played the quarterback position a little different differently than others. Uh, he had that clutch. Uh, skill set when need be. 
a guy that can extend plays when need be, very, very slippery, physical quarterback. Uh, he just attacked the game with a different mentality than most uh, of the quarterbacks that were uh, in, in his years, in his years. And he's a guy, like I said, he was clutch. He was clutch. He was a guy that when seven was on the football field, especially if you needed a game-winning touchdown drive, you knew seven was going to deliver. First ballot Hall of Famer, I think he will go down as the best quarterback to ever lace him up for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think the timing is now for him to walk away from the football, uh, from, the, from, the, from the game of football, but ultimately a, a competitor, a guy that will forever be known as one of the best quarterbacks to do it during this time. BMAC, there's not a lot of free agent quarterbacks here. Ben was going to be one of them, but now he is officially retired. So it's going to have to be done through a trade, you would think, whoever the replacement is going to be. If you were to guess right now, and I know this is a hard question because it's so fresh after the retirement was just announced, who do you think is the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year? Wow, great question. I, listen, if you want to be competitive, and have a shot to get into the postseason play, I would bet the quarterback for this upcoming season is currently not on the roster. <laughs> and based on what we've seen from Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, let's keep it real. Those are not the guys I think you would want to hand the keys over to based on what we've seen. Now, anything can happen, but we're just talking about the here and now, right? And in the division where you got Joe Burrow, you got Lamar Jackson, and yes, Baker Mayfield has been up and down, but he's probably a better option than the two guys that I mentioned for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So my guess would be the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers currently is not on the roster, and if I'm Pittsburgh, I roll a dice, I try my hand at a guy like maybe Derek Carr for uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, maybe a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo may be available. Of course, the big fish, you know, Aaron Rodgers, but I believe Aaron Rodgers, especially with the, the Packers, I mean, the Broncos signing Nathaniel Hackett, his former OC, that was a play just to try to go get Aaron Rodgers. I think the Broncos probably would land Aaron Rodgers. And Russell, we don't know what Russell Wilson's status is, but I believe the quarterback for this upcoming season for the Pittsburgh Steelers currently is not on the roster. Got a couple minutes left with two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden, BMAC. Let's get to the games where there are no quarterback controversies, certainly the AFC title game. You mentioned Joe Burrow. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes, by the way, going to his fourth straight AFC title game. So, I know we might never see a Brady again, but, boy, he's doing some special things there in Kansas City. How do you break down this matchup, and what do you have to do to, to try to slow down Patrick Mahomes? It's felt like the Bengals were able to do that in the second half of their first matchup in which the Bengals won. Yeah, I, I mean, what I think about this matchup, I'm ready to, to see – you know, some entertaining like play from both sides. I love both quarterbacks. I think they're both playing at a high level offensively. Offensively, they're both doing some pretty good things. Uh, I side with Patrick Mahomes, and here's why. Playing at home in the postseason, Patrick Mahomes has been outstanding. He's been spectacular. In eight home playoff games, he's 7-1. and one. In those said ball games, his offense has averaged over 30 points in those matchups. Playing at home. I mean, he has 27 total touchdowns. He is unbelievable at home. I think that trend will continue. And yes, Cincinnati, they're getting seven points and everyone is jumping on Cincinnati. Depending on where you're shopping, you might get seven, seven in the hook, depending on where you're shopping at. But you know the public is all going with Cincinnati. And you guys are out there in Vegas. Anytime you go to work, you see those big time builders with all the nice lights, ambient lights, different color lights. They pay for those lights from our money when we lose bets. So you already know where the public is going, go the opposite direction. 
I like the home team being able to cover seven, seven in the hook. It doesn't matter. I love his, I love the Kansas City Chiefs being able to cover. And what you got to do to stop Kansas City, we saw last week, there's not too much you can do to stop Kansas City when Pat Mahomes is rolling, right? He has an unbelievable skill set, and he has outstanding accessories to improve his skill set. And what I mean when I say accessories, guys, he has the fastest man in football. He has the most athletic, gifted tight end in the game. And offensively, when it comes to his play callers and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, they know him just like the back of their hand. There are so many things that goes into flow offensively for the Chiefs that you just have to hope they have mental mistakes. Yeah. They screw some things up for you to be able to be successful. All right, got to wrap it up here. Wes gave you the first opportunity. You got 10 seconds to go. BMAC, are you coming back to the National Football League? Not this year. <laughs> That's an open-ended cancer. He didn't say no, America. Good things come to those who wait. You are the best. When we come back, we'll break down the title games one more time. Thanks, Ron McFadden. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the last pro football playoff round before the big game. Simply place a $10 money line wager on either game. If either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy the playoffs like never before and earn M-Life rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if either team scores a touchdown in this weekend's games. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly if if you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Emotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America. 
as we get ready to turn it over to Brady Cannon and James Salinas. And no, Brady Cannon has not retired. He is here officially for his show coming up after us. But, Wes, let's take some final looks. This is the last time that we'll be able to talk until tomorrow on the Green Zone here when we get to those championship Sunday games here. The Chiefs, we just heard from Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl champion. He's rolling with Patrick Mahomes. You've got the data there that would back that up, how good they've been at home. The only home loss he's had is to Tom Brady when he was back with the New England Patriots. Seven, seven and a half here at BetMGM. Again, that total has has ticked up to about 54 and a half here. Do you expect late line move tomorrow when the money comes in? And if so, would there be a side that you would hold on and see if you can get the better value and then bet something tomorrow on this AFC title game? Well, I kind of do think that the money is going to come a little bit more for the dog. Maybe not necessarily the tickets, because I think uh, you're going to see the tickets be a little bit more lopsided, as Mike Carano pointed out earlier, toward the Chiefs. And why not? They're the known commodity, I think, in in this whole deal. But I think, you know, if you're getting seven in the hook, I think people are going to kind of take chance because you know how it is when, when you get all the chatter, whether it's here on VSIN or any other network or anything that delves into the world of sports betting or just sports coverage in general. Everybody kind of seems to be on one side, and then you get enough people that want to go contrarian mm-hmm. and go oppo taco of that. <laughs> so you will have some people that will be looking, I think, at maybe the Cincinnati Bengals be like, yeah, everybody's on the Chiefs. You know, so they're going to be more than willing to give the underdog a chance. And and I do believe that this is going to dance between seven, seven and a half. I don't think you're going to see this all of a sudden go to eight. Even if it does, it's still within teaser range on the Chiefs. We can tease it below the three. You just only tease it down to two instead of one or one and a half. And I think, you know, that doesn't usually make a lot of difference to to a certain amount of better. So. Yeah, I, I, I think that you're going to see the Bengals maybe at least get some support. And kind of the angle I like in this game and talking through this game as I have all week is I think the Bengals start better, even though the numbers have said otherwise with that first quarter DVOA I talked about where they ranked 28th. Mm-hmm. I think I would go against the numbers here. I think the Bengals maybe are playing them with a little bit of house money. Right. They have exceeded expectations. They have gotten to this stage for the first time in over 30 years to reach the AFC championship game. So, you know, they're going to be a little bit more loose. This is Kansas City's like shot for redemption because they got beat and they got beat pretty soundly by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year in the Super Bowl. So, you know, that's priced in. It's like, oh, they really want to get back. They've got some scar tissue. They've got scores to settle here where they're going to get back to the Super Bowl, even though they won't get a rematch necessarily right. in Tampa Bay. But it is kind of the redemption world tour for Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs. But I do think with that comes a little bit of pressure. And look, the Chiefs don't know have been there, done that, being in the last three AFC championship games. But the Bengals can play a little bit more loose. It's like, okay, we're not expected to be here. We're still a young team that's getting better, that's still adding pieces to this roster. We obviously have our franchise quarterback and we have our franchise receiver, but we're still building the offensive line. But we're still building the defense and some of the other positions on the team. So... Cincinnati, I do think, is going to come in a little bit, maybe a little bit more loosey-goosey. I don't think that they're going to be as nervous as you would think a first-time participant is going to be in this situation. And again, if you like that play, which I do, and I have not bet it yet, but I'm inclined to do so, Bengals plus four and a half 
in that first half to Wes's point. And again, we try to give you uh, the plays that certainly like Wes has been out there, told you all week, he's got a, a ticket on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. That's how we try to uh, handicap these things. When you give our, give our actual plays, the only play that I've made so far is I did tease down the Bengals, excuse me, tease down the, the chiefs rather to one. And then I had to find a dance partner there, Wes. And again, we, I don't like to, and you and I have talked about this throughout the year on, on green zone. Hopefully you've been watching us each and every Sunday. You don't like to necessarily uh, bet down the totals, I had to find a dance partner. I did find it with the Niners getting the nine and a half, right? So because I think we both think this is going to be a close game, that number right now still staying at the Rams three and a half uh, against the Niners. The Trent Williams injury is the biggest concern that I have with my cheap, my, uh, my Niners ticket plus nine and a half in that two way teaser here. I just think he's going to try to give it a go. According to David Gascon, who we had on earlier in this program, if he doesn't go, that's where I could see one-way action coming in, potentially in the Rams. I do think normally offensive linemen don't move it that much. I think that's one injury you really have to watch. But do you like my play there, my my, my two-teamer tees here, with the, the Chiefs minus one and the Niners getting the nine and a half? So the uh, NFLPA Collegiate Bowl being played later this afternoon in the East-West Shrine game didn't float your boat, Dave, as like a teaser partner there. I I, I can't understand that. I can hardly believe it. I but, know. Uh, I, yeah, I'm... your teaser – your teaser makes a lot of sense, though. I, I think, and it's the most logical one. And I kind of said when we had Mike Baranio on earlier, in terms of the teasers, that's going to be America's teaser play. Mm-hmm. But look, we only have four teams in two games here. It's kind of hard if you're going right. to play a teaser with these few teams. Uh, so, you know, teasing down the Chiefs below the seven to just kind of win the game does make sense. And then obviously teasing the 49ers up who have beaten the Rams twice as outright underdogs, both three and a half, not only in Santa Clara, but down in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. So that would be if I was going to play a teaser, which I did not on this game, that would make the most logical sense. Yeah, and again, and that's where, where I am early. And the other play that I'm considering as we've kind of workshopped it a lot all week, and again, you mentioned it, Wes, these lines are tight, right? You're, you're going to be hard-pressed right now to get the better of the number here because, uh, you, as you've seen, there really has not been a whole lot of movement opposite the total that we saw in the AFC title game. Now, we have seen a small downtick in the total in the NFC title game. BetMGM has it at 45.5. By hook or by crook, I could see a scenario where you get some craziness, i.e. a defensive touchdown with as good as these, t- these defenses can be, as sometimes turnover prone these offenses can be. And I could see a scenario where I don't know that this game is going to be close, played close to the vest and somebody could get up and the other team all of a sudden has to play catch-up like the Niners did the first time around, maybe a miracle over if you had that going to overtime and 51 total points. But, Wes, my inclination is if, and I haven't played it yet, if I was to play a, a total in the NFC title game, I would lean to the over. Does, is there a, a scenario there you think might be that that might make some sense here for the betters? If I were to go that way, that would be what I would do. But what we're going to be part of, obviously, tomorrow for our Green Zone program. Now, we're going to be on the air here on VEASAN during the AFC Mm -hmm. championship game and not the NFC championship game. However... You know, this is where in-play wagering, I think, yes. comes into play. You know, you get you get a slow start, and then all of a sudden you can bet an over because 
And and I actually you, look the game last week the Bills and the Chiefs should have went under, but it did not. Josh Allen made the great play on fourth and thirteen to Gabriel Davis, and it's like okay if you bet that second half under like I did, it's like yeah what are you gonna do? Right. And now they've left too much time on the clock, and then it goes to overtime, and you know it's over. So if you if you miss the number like let's say you like the under for the 49ers and Rams. And you missed 47 on the opener because now it's 45 and a half at BetMGM, even some 45s in the market. With these numbers being so tight, you want to be a little bit choosy here. You do not want to necessarily chase numbers. I know it seems like eh, it's only a half point difference no. or it's a one point difference. That one point difference is a lot bigger now than it is during the regular season where there's a lot less liquidity in the market. So that's what I would kind of urge people to is, is you know, use the in-play wagering, which is going to be available at BetMGM. I know we'll be talking about that AFC championship game tomorrow from an in-play perspective throughout the entire football game. I think it's uh, it's great advice because, again, if you've been watching us each and every Sunday in the green zone, and Wes, I think you do this better than most, even going back to that, that regular season finale where I believe you had the over in the second half of the Rams and Niners, it, it got to overtime. You didn't need the overtime to hit that second half over because of the game script. Started off so slowly, 17 nothing. That's when you can hop in. So to Wes's point here, people, if you feel like you got the bad number, just wait. That's why you have in-game wagering, and then maybe it goes back to that game script that you might like out there, depending on which side uh, you may like in those title games. Can't wait to do the show with you tomorrow. I want to give a shout-out to our producer, Jacob Roach. He's got one more with us, Wes. He's stuck with us for one more Green Zone tomorrow right here. <laughs> our fine producer at Beeson is leaving us. <laughs> after tomorrow's show. But Brady Cannon, James Salinas, they will be with you right here coming up here. So don't go anywhere. we got you covered right here on Decent, the Sports Betting Network. We'll see you tomorrow right back here for Championship Sunday. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.